With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. You know, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel now. Usually that, that happens in you know week eight or nine of a season. I mean, we're close to the end now, so I, the kids just need to have a final push and kick here. Uh, it's been a long year uh, in a lot of ways for everybody, not just here. A lot of uncertainty. You know, that I'm sure this is the case everywhere. The kids that I see really kind of uh, struggling to keep the same uh, health and uh, vitality or the young guys and you usually have freshmen hit a, a wall at some point. Those guys went out to practice today and, and gave us everything they got and we'll, we'll do everything we can to get them fresh and ready to go for this last one. Level of motivation, you know, we still got football to play so I think everybody just still had that motivation to go out there and go do what they do. We all got a ball, we can't just give it up now. We still got one more game, so it's time to go even harder. We knew going into it that we wanted to play football. Um, I mean, everybody still bought in. Uh, we're, we're still playing to the best we can, uh, preparing the best we can, um, and just going from there. I mean, yeah, our bodies are hurt, but it's more of a mental thing, and you just got to be mentally strong to get past that. And then, if you, I mean, if you truly love the game, then I mean, playing football shouldn't be that bad. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show on this post-signing day slash week nine at Rutgers special edition. And uh, we just heard from Nate Klaus to start the show as we gave signing day our top opening headline segment today and our normal opening headline segment here pushed to segment two as signing day will always take precedence here at HuskerOnlineAndRivals.com. But this is a unique year with a game as well um, out at Rutgers, Robin, and you heard Scott Frost. I mean, just everything about the way this game was set up is this 2020 in a nutshell. Nebraska didn't find out till about 1 o'clock on Sunday that they were playing a 3 o'clock game on Friday. Yeah, and obviously... They got moved, they got moved to nighttime. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of par for the course. And I guess the good news is, uh, at this point, Nebraska's probably prepared for anything. Uh, a disruption like that isn't nearly as big of a deal as it probably otherwise would be just considering how many times they've had to, you know, heel turn and uh, completely adjust their preparation, not only for when they're going to play, but who they're going to play and all that stuff. So uh, at least, you know, they're preparing against a Rutgers team who for a brief moment in time was supposed to be Nebraska's opener. So um, they probably at least have some head start on just preparations for that game but yeah i mean it just kind of it's the perfect uh, cap off to what has been a season to remember well yeah week nine as we know iowa lost their game with michigan purdue and indiana for a second week in a row have canceled michigan's gonna miss three games in a row i mean it, it's just been kind of a crap sandwich here to finish out this this season in general um, when you look at it and you, you you find out who's motivated, who's not. And Nebraska's not having a good season. We all can agree on that. They're two and five. They probably should be about four and three. They've lost three games by eight, six, and seven points. I mean, they, they've lost three games within a touchdown. And, you know, that's the, that's the line Nebraska football walks. It's a fine line and they're on the wrong side of it. But it feels much worse. But begs me to my next question, Robin. Let's just say Nebraska, things go well at Rutgers. And 
they win. They're five point favorites. So I'm not speaking out of terms here that Nebraska can win this game on the road. Um, they win out at Rutgers. Do you think at all if the opportunity to play a bowl game, which I think there's going to be a lot of bowl games that need teams, comes to Nebraska, they will take that opportunity? I do. Uh, because I guess, first of all, you know, Nebraska was the school pounding the drum to play football as loud as anyone in the country. And so. You, know, you would think that any game they are allowed to play, they're going to try to play it, and as they should. Uh, but then you hear the comments, you know, this week and even beyond, uh, just asking kind of where the the mentality of this team is, and maybe it's just guys saying the right things and uh, you know answering the questions the way they're supposed to. But uh, the common answer has been, you know, there's no lack of motivation with this team, and if they every opportunity they get to get on the field, you know, they're they're relishing it and. Regardless of what the performances look like on game day, uh, it at least appears to be that this team still has something left in the tank where you compare that to other schools around the conference. There's clearly ones that are done, and they would rather just shut things down right now, Michigan. Michigan's done. I think Maryland's probably done, if I had to guess. And I'll tell you what, if Wisconsin beats Minnesota for the Paul Bunyan Axe on Saturday, I get to see both those teams saying, you know what, I'm done. I don't, maybe Wisconsin wants a bowl game. I could be, you know, misjudging that situation, but it just seems like they've dealt with so much there too. Yeah, and they were ones that kind of it's like pulling teeth to get them to to get going anyway. They're, in the first they're place. they delayed the whole start of everything. Exactly. I mean, this Big Ten season probably starts a week or two early if not for Wisconsin. Yeah, and so uh, Indiana, they just had a, a, a basically. I think they, this week they said since December fifth, since that game against Wisconsin, they've had twenty eight tier one positives uh that of that, players and staff are just, yeah yeah uh, of players and staff and so they're kind of limping as well and obviously purdue just canceled so i mean obviously they have a lot more to play for as terms of a, a you know pedigree of bowl game coming up but they're kind of reeling right now too so you know if nebraska gets that opportunity i think you have to take it especially with the way this season has gone we, we talked about it all last week just how important it is to have a semblance of positivity going into the off season. And even if it is winning some meaningless quote unquote bowl game, who, who knows what the opponent or where it's going to be played, whatever it is, it's a chance to get on the field. And for all this talk about, you know, playing with young guys and, and guys having to kind of grow up and become together as a team. The only way you do that is by playing football games. And so if you get a chance to play one more, I think Nebraska absolutely takes advantage of it. You're listening here to the Husker online show as Nebraska getting ready to travel out to Rutgers here uh, on short rest. And what's fitting about this schedule is, Robin, it's the original nine games Nebraska was always intended to play well before we saw multiple rounds of scheduling. This was the original when Nebraska got the 10-game conference schedule. This was also their opener. And they're going to close with this game on the road at Rutgers. And I'll tell you what, Greg Schiano's done a great job. Mm -hmm. Um Tom Allen's going to be coach of the year by a wide margin in this league. Uh, but you could argue the job that Greg Schiano has done in his first year is as impressive as anybody. Pat Fitzgerald will be up there, too. Um, there's been a lot of good coaching jobs, but Schiano's job in year one, just kind of turning the culture already, that's been impressive. Well, and he wasted no time. I mean, basically, it was kind of similar to what Frost did, where uh, he flipped the roster right off the bat and brought in, I think, as many transfers as any Power 5 school in the country. And so they kind of just flipped the switch and uh, brought in a whole new cast of players. And yeah, I mean, they only have three wins, but uh, you, you see 
kind of a, a much more competitive Rutgers team than we're used to seeing. And uh, that's you know the whole reason why Rutgers wanted Shiano back was because uh, he had him in their heyday and he has kind of an idea of what it takes to win there. So clearly he had a plan in place and wasted no time starting it. And uh, they're off to a pretty good start in year one. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show as uh, we wrap up this opening segment. We'll dive into the storylines of this matchup more next as there's quite a few uh, Brandon Hymas as well hung it up. Robin opted out. I think he's the first guy that's ever you know done this at Nebraska. I mean, yeah. you've seen it at a lot of places, but in typically you don't see a guy that's probably a back end draft guy opt out. It's usually a first, second, third round. Maybe he is that high. I, I don't know. I, I don't think he is, but well, you know, you, you wish him luck. But man, that that's a tough thing to me. I, I I get it, the money, but to walk away from your guys that you played with. Um, yeah, especially after starting 40 straight games and, you know, being kind of one of the faces of the of the team in a lot of ways, uh, you know, to, to with what, five days to go, maybe. And you're going to hang it up now. I could see like opting out of a bowl game or something like that or whatever it may be. But, you know, this was a you kind of signed on for this when you decided to play this year. You could have opted out before the season, but uh, to do it with one more schedule, it just kind of tarnishes go, your final memory, I think, a little does. bit. I mean, in. I get it. It's America. You want to make money and you want that opportunity. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I just I personally would have a hard time walking away from guys that I've been with for four years. Yeah. And I guess, you know, we'll see kind of what he's been hearing about, uh, you know, where he stands. And, he's not in the senior bowl. Yeah. And so that's a big part of it. Uh, so I think that's something that, you know, clearly he knew what he was going to do all along. I think what he came in there Sunday is what you reported. And so, uh, I don't know. It seems like if that was like something you were planning on doing, you probably could have said something earlier or I don't know kind of what his intentions were with that. And we're going to talk about who's going to be replacing Brennan Hymas and much more next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.